welcome to TA1, everything you wanted to know about adventure racing and then some. I'm your host, legendary Randy Erickson, and I have both my co-hosts here, Jimmy Lee and Stevie, and Chili Dog is somewhere, I think she's maybe pouting a little bit because we didn't get to go out tonight, but it's like only four degrees, and it's going to be 40, four degrees in two days, so I'm going to make her wait. Um, <clears throat> a big technical snafu, as they say in this one, so uh, Jess and I recorded and had a great conversation and lost the first little bit of it. Not my fault this time. The garage band actually really crashed hard and uh, did not save save the file. So she was gracious enough to let me call her back today, and um, we re sort of did the first part. And um, it uh, yeah, you'll you'll hear. We'll talk about it enough. So I don't need to explain it any more than that. But if you're wondering why it may be a little bit of a weird. Um, transition that's why um i don't know not much else to say right it's winter time it's time to um i don't know everybody's fat biking and stuff got a couple of uh races coming up here that i'm going to shoot be kind of fun I'm looking forward to um, and actually one of them will be a nighttime fat bike race up in the lee deadwood area and not this weekend, but next weekend. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I could put the link to it in the show notes, but I don't think any of you are going to come up here to do it. Although if you want, plenty of room to stay here with uh, me and the birds. The Paulette will be skiing in the Bighorns. So um, Party Central. So I guess that's enough. Let's uh, get this technical nightmare on the road and um, go fast, take chances, and thanks for listening. Hello. Hey, Jess, this is Randy. Hey, Randy. How are you? Good. Do you got time to finish our conversation? Sure. I do. <laughs> I do have time. <laughs> so... So yeah. it was surprising. It was um, GarageBand crashed so hard that it didn't save the first 10 or, well, right up to where we got to Worlds part of the conversation. Wow. And that's okay, actually, wow. Yeah, first time it's done that. It's crashed before, but it, it, it saves it, or it's supposed to save it, mm-hmm. or it always has. But mm-hmm. anyway, so we're not going to pretend to try and recreate it and pretend we didn't talk and have yeah. a good time. <laughs> But there were a couple. <laughs> so, but actually, there were a couple of things that um, I, I didn't ask that kind of interest me. Okay. And and so. Okay. Maybe we'll flow into the conversation the correct way. Um, so we'll get to how you got started adventure racing. But did you have a background, a sports background of any kind before that? Um. So I did. When I was in high school, I did um, track and cross country. So actually, running is my um, my big sport or my main sport, and I think that's what I'm the best at is mm-hmm. on foot. Whenever I'm doing an adventure race, I'm pretty horrible at paddling. And mountain biking, I'm passable, I think. No. <laughs> well, I, I think unless you're an Aussie or a Kiwi, you're not good at paddling. Adventure racers, the only time, seems like yeah. the only time that they paddle is during a race. So, Right, exactly. I, I do have a kayak, and I like to get out, but I get bored easily. After about a half hour or something, I'm like, all right, I'm done. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's more than me because I don't like the water. Although I told Paulette oh. she was out of town. I said, if it's still nice on, on New Year's Eve New, or New Year's Day that I'd go kayak for because – yeah. Every every few years the lake is open on on New Year's Day, but it froze up. Yay, lucky me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, no kidding. It's been super cold, so it can't you can't get out. No, it got cold Unless here again. Ice fishing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but forty. <laughs> so seven degrees today and forty five on Wednesday. 
<laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I, I, yeah. yeah, that's. I think if it wasn't for that, well, I I love the Black Hills anyway. But I think if it wasn't for that, then I could I could be convinced to move. But you know, it just doesn't get cold and stay cold. So I'll live with it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's one thing that I like about Colorado is we get the cold, but then it warms up pretty quickly and everything melts and it seems like it's nice and, you know, it gets cold. So it's not like cold, freezing cold. It's not like, you know, the New England where it stays cold for months. (laughs) Or eastern South Dakota because we lived there for 10 years. And and if you got snow, if Uh if there's snow on the ground for like Halloween, it was there till, till spring. It just came and stayed yeah exactly exactly (laughs) i know what you mean so my other question is Mm -hmm. for training do you are you here's my shorthand are you a heart rate monitor or what's over the next ridge type person when you're training um i think i'm like what's over the next ridge (laughs) kind of person and yeah i don't I mean, I probably should be a little bit more, I should probably pay attention more more to my body, especially as I get older, mm-hmm. but I just kind of go until I feel like I'm done yeah. <laughs> with training. <laughs> so, so It's like, yeah. go till you're half done and then turn around. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Go to the point where I'm like, yeah, I think I better turn around or else I'm not going to make it back or something, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, well, I Definitely. know. Definitely. Yeah, you just moved back to Colorado, so are you able to like go out the door and train, or do you have to go someplace, or or have you got to the point where you like to go other places already? Well, I can. Um, I sort of do both. I can go out the door and train. Um, there's um, a lot of gravel roads close to where I am, um, where I live, so I can hop in my bike and actually get on gravel roads pretty quickly. The problem with those roads is some of them are really sandy. So it's like riding through sand um, dunes, which is <laughs> difficult. And then yeah. some of them are, have the, um, what the, like the washboard thing. Oh. So yeah. it's, so, it's, so yeah, it's, it's challenging in just the way it's, um, just the way it's, it is naturally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, um, so, but that's good. But then running also, I can just go out, go out the door and um, get on gravel roads and out, out in the great big country, run past cows and stuff. So, yeah. so, so yeah, I do do that. Sometimes I go, um, like if I need to do a big hill workout, if I want to, then I just have to drive about 20 minutes away and I can get to this mountain called Mount Herman and I can start at the bottom and just ride up at about nine miles up. Just keeps going up. It's a pretty good training hill. Yeah, that's not bad to have that that handy for you. Yeah. So I know. Yeah, exactly. Know, yeah, Chili and I, you know, we'll, you know, we're we are literally in the middle of the woods, but sometimes we'll just jump in the car and drive just a mile over the hill, just so we don't have to walk mm-hmm. up the paved road that we've done minimally seventeen thousand times. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. No, I I get that same way where I'm like, okay, where do I want to go today? I did that already. I did that. I don't feel like doing that. You know, you go through yeah. the different options in your head. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah but some days it's – I guess some days I don't mind that. Some days it's just – you mm-hmm. just go because then you don't have to think about it. And Yeah. Yeah. We have enough, yeah. enough different things around here to, you know, go. And a lot of yeah. times it's like – all right, where am I going to go so the dog doesn't get so dirty so I don't have to give her a bath? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my dog is 15. So as, as soon as I start going, he, like, goes maybe, you know, a 200 yards or whatever with me, and then he sits down and is like, yep, see ya. I'll see you when you get back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's yeah. not a big runner or walker with yeah. me anyway. <laughs> she really is. Yeah. When I she knows you know she knows work day she knows work and what's the weekend and if I start getting packs ready she's like laying on it almost because I'm not getting left but that's mm-hmm. why you like her yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right so and then the other thing with yeah. being in Colorado is the altitude it took me a little while 
to be able to even run up short hills because you you just I don't know you run out of breath for some reason. I mean, because of the higher altitude, and there's not as much yeah. oxygen, I guess. But it, but that that's taken me a while to get used to. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember. I've been out there for almost four months. Been in Colorado for about four months now, and I don't know, maybe a month or so, maybe even more than that. I can't remember now. Before I really felt like I could run uphill without just completely being out of breath. Yeah. Well, yeah, you so, came from what. Maybe a th- maybe a thousand feet to five thousand. Uh, so um, yeah, it was probably five hundred feet. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was really very low. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to, um, about seven thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in our first half, which is the second half, you said you raced in Indiana what a week or so ago. Did you did you feel like you'd had an advantage then coming from altitude? I I did. I felt pretty good. I don't know if I felt like I had an advantage. Um, well, the two, the two, my two teammates had been doing a lot of training and I was happy that I could keep up with them. Cause I, they've been doing like 10 mile runs and 15 mile runs and I've been doing seven miles runs, several mile runs. So I felt like I could keep up with them and I was happy about that. I was kind of worried that, Oh gosh, I'm going to slow these guys down. But I felt like I was doing pretty good to keep up with them. So, um, so yeah, I think it did give me, it made me better than I Maybe should have been. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> well, so to speak. In a, yeah, in another uh, six-ish months, you're gonna when you go to Untamed, you're gonna be at sea level. You're gonna be flying. I know, I know. That'll be yeah. awesome. So, well, well, so I got to keep my training up for sure. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah. All right. Now we'll now we'll get into some of the stuff we talked about already. But so, how did okay. you? I know the answer, everybody, but. You, the audience says, how did you get started, started doing this? Okay. And I'll let's see. I'll probably say exactly the same way I did before. I think that's, maybe you'll learn something fine. new. I don't know. Nobody, <laughs> nobody else knows. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's true. So, um, I was working at a park in, um, Kentucky near Louisville, Kentucky, um, as a naturalist and, um, um, Stephanie Ross with Flying Squirrel Adventures was putting on, I think it, I think it was a 12 hour adventure race that she was putting out at Otter Creek Park. And that's where mm-hmm. I worked. And, um, I was asked to help with setting up the ropes for the rappel. And there was also an alpine tower at the park and they wanted me to help with the belay system uh, during the race. So I, I got to see just snippets of the race, um, while I was working it. But it really fascinated me to see these people with their compasses and their maps and trying to find their way around this course, um, you, either on their bikes or on foot and, and you know, doing these different, the different obstacles, so to speak, like the ropes and everything. And it just was, it was, I don't know, it was just so fascinating. It was so cool. Um, and it was actually two years in a row that she brought that race to Otter Creek Park. And so I worked both those years and I was, I just wanted to get into it um, after seeing that. So, <laughs> um, and I guess I'll keep going. So, yeah. <laughs> sorry. So, just just remember, people would rather hear you talk than me. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Okay. So, um, so then, um, Stephanie had various other races throughout Kentucky. And I decided to do her, um, her 12-hour race called The Fig, which she had every November in Red River Gorge, Kentucky. And that's just a really beautiful area in Kentucky. There's really cool rock formations, and it's very rugged, um, a lot of steep hills in the um, Appalachian Mountains there. And, um, and so I, because I didn't really know anybody, mm-hmm. I signed up as a solo and, um, um, and I, you know, didn't really know what I was doing. I think I, I think I rented a kayak for the, for that race. And I had like a little uh, Walmart bike. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, uh, and I brought that out there and, um, just had, you know, was, was really nervous, worried, but I just thought, well, you know, I just need to do as much of the race as I can and make sure I get back on time. You know, that was my biggest thing is 
um, time management, making sure I'm back before the 12 hour marker. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, and it was, I don't, I don't know what to say. It was really cool. It was, I was, I was in my element. I really loved being out in the woods. I loved trying to you know, look at the map and trying to figure out where I was and where I needed to go. Um, there were a few times when I was like panicking cause I felt like I was lost, but somehow I managed to get around the course and get back and feel like I'm going to do that again. So yeah, it was, it was, it was a good experience. And since then, I think I've done the fig almost every year, except for I did miss it in 2017, unfortunately. But prior to that, I, I did it like every year. And I love that race. It's one of my favorite. So, I mean, you can, I can hear you say it, but what was it that, that hooked you? Was it just, I mean, because you can, you could be out. Was it the competition? Was it the people? Was there, was there any, thing you can kind of point to or is it just like I'm an adventurer or I'm going to do it again yeah I think well I think it's part of it a big part of it is is the challenge that it's not just you're not just endurance racing um you know you don't have to be the fastest you don't have to you know have this crazy endurance um it's it's a combination of all these different um elements you know you Mm -hmm. have to be able to read a map you have to have time management you have to know how to keep yourself fed and hydrated throughout this period, you know, along with being physically fit. And, and also, you know, I'm, I'm a, um, I'm an outdoorsy kind of person and I really love nature and I get to see all these beautiful places that I never would have gotten to seen to see, you know, walking a trail or, um, you know, driving through Red River Gorge or whatever. I get to see areas that most people don't get to see. So I think there's a, um, there's just all sorts of um, elements of an adventure race that make it appealing to me. And then, of course, you had just said, was it the people? The people are spectacular. I mean, everybody I've met, they are so friendly. They're they're helpful. They're a lot of fun. You know, um, they're a good crowd of people. I really love adventure racers. Yeah. I, that, in some ways, that's maybe the best part is is the people. Mm-hmm. So. I know. I mean, I kind of yeah. know. I kind of know people that don't like people. <clears throat> my wife that really likes adventure <laughs> racers. <laughs> really, <laughs> she's really? kind of. She's um. She's very happy to be by herself out in the middle of nowhere. But mm-hmm. she's also like, yeah, she kind of likes adventure racers. So, to me, that says yeah. something about it. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I kind of feel, I mean, I don't dislike people. I usually, I like people when I'm around them, but I'm also kind of more of an introvert. So yeah. you might, you know, if you see me, I, I'm not like in, work in the crowd or anything, you yeah. know, I kind of keep to myself and we'll talk to people when I know them. Um, but I do find that I am very comfortable around adventure racers. I can be sitting in a crowd of adventure racers, but not saying anything and just be like, these people are great, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> yeah. All right, um, I think I only sort of maybe have like one more question, and then we, and then, and then there'll be a whole nother part of the podcast, people, because that's the way it works this time. But the, <laughs> did, I like this question, and it's a it's a yes or no question, so don't you don't have to think about it too hard. But are there th- things about you that your teammates know that you're fit? family doesn't uh, uh, I don't think so okay <laughs> um, I think I mean kind of a, a, a twist on that is that my family thinks that I'm a little um, I don't know if strange is the right word for for what I do yeah. um, I, I don't know that they they don't appreciate, well, I shouldn't say appreciate, that's not the right word either, but you know, they just have a different perspective on, on, on adventure racing than my, um, my, my team. And, yeah. um, so I don't know if, I don't know if they know more. They just know me differently. Maybe that's the way to put it. I don't, yeah. I don't know. That's kind of, yeah. I'll have to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, a, there's these conversations at, that 3 a.m. that, you know, mm-hmm. don't, don't go any farther than the, the three or four teammates. So, you know, 
I'm a pretty I'm a pretty open book, I guess. Yeah. So you know, I'm not you know, I'll tell you I'll tell everybody the same thing. So. Or not, you know, or I'll keep the same thing to myself. <laughs> I'm not sure with anybody, you know. That that <laughs> might not be a bad uh plan. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So no, okay. Oh, I did have <laughs> All right, I have one more question. What okay. uh, what family games were you playing last night? Um, so there's this game called Apples to Apples. Never and heard of it. um yeah, it's kind of a it's a kind of a funny game. So everybody has five cards and there's um they can be something like New York City or Kisses or um Mosquito Bites, you know, just various different things. And then somebody pulls another card and and it's like a feeling or something. And they're like, okay, what is horrible? Let's say the card is horrible or terrible or something like that. So you have to look at the cards in your hand and you have to decide, the person who threw down the card, you have to decide what are they going to think is horrible or terrible. Um, and you have only can choose from the five cards in your hand. So if you're like, well, I don't know, I'll just throw New York City in there. And then, um, and then when they look at all the cards that are thrown in, they say, um, they, they go through all the cards and say, is this horrible? Is this horrible? And then they choose one that they think would represent horrible to them. And then, um, and then that person gets a point for putting, you know, selecting the card that they would. So it's kind of a fun game because it can be really funny. Some of the, some of the cards that are thrown in, depending on the feeling. So like we had one last night, what's squishy? And so. (laughs) I threw in kisses. Kisses are squishy, you know. So anyway, <laughs> it it, it kind of sounds like a um, a little more G-rated uh, Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> if you, <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, it so, is G-rated. I was playing with my niece and nephew, so it has to yeah, be. <laughs> yeah, you probably don't want to play Cards Against Humanity with them. <laughs> no, no, so, no, I don't think I got to wait a few years for that. Yeah. 10, 15, maybe. <laughs> all, right. all right. They're a bit young. Well, that's all I have for now. We're going to, we're going to spare everybody all the uh, archaeology talk and all my dumb jokes from, yeah. from last time. So but, <laughs> I well, know. Well, if you find that, I know you probably completely lost it, but I was I like, did, dang, we had such a good conversation. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, well, you're in good company because I've had to re-record Kyle Peter and mm-hmm. I think Nathan one time. So you're in good uh-huh. company there. How's that sound? All right. All right. So I feel special uh, then. Great. Well, <laughs> You're on the podcast. It makes you special. That's true. That's true. I, so I already was already was special. Now I'm just extra special. Maybe extra mm-hmm. special. Yes. So, well, I do. I do appreciate you helping me fix my screw up. No, no problem. I'm I'm glad we could chat again. And sorry, I just feel like it wasn't as entertaining as the first time. But you know, it'll it'll do. Um, it'll work. It, it, quite honestly, <laughs> it was probably more more. More AR, less archaeology. Yeah, to <laughs> so, the point. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. more what what people might want to hear. Right, exactly. Yeah. Than so, my archaeology stories. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, if if like seven people tell me they want to hear about archaeology, I'll we'll do a short podcast on archaeology. How's that sound? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> All right, and uh, so I'm going to say goodbye, and then everybody else will get to go to hear you talk about um, world championships. Sounds great. Thanks so much, Randy. Thank you. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye. The first, it went away, but I think I can find it because it usually gets saved because I've lost things before. All right. Okay. We're going to, we're just going to continue on like nothing happened. <laughs> okay. <and> hopefully. <laughs> hopefully nothing. <laughs> no, it was some, yeah, it just, um, you went away and I recall and I called you back. And then I could see that you were talking, but I couldn't hear you. So I don't know oh. what that was. That is weird. Anyway. Technology. Well, yeah. <laughs> and as I've said, I've only, I'm almost coming up on my fourth anniversary of doing this, so you'd think it would go well. But <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> we were talking about worlds, and I, yeah. I was just saying that I have two monitors up here, and one has a team going up to checkpoint six, Mm-hmm. And the other one is pack rafting on um, 
Alcova. So I know mm-hmm. something a little bit about world the world's course. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> what what was your favorite what was your favorite part of the course? Excluding the finish. Mm-hmm. Um well what immediately popped into my head and is is the Snake River, the first paddle that we did because it's not often that I enjoy a paddle. Um, but this, I just really had fun on that river. It, we all had our own um, single pack raft. We didn't uh, yep. do, and I just had, I just had so much fun. I just, and it was beautiful. It was in the um, evening. Um, I think we got off the rafting just before sunset something like maybe maybe not that late yeah. but anyway it was it was the sun was going down or whatever and it was just yeah. beautiful the river was fast it was a lot of fun that was that's what popped in my head immediately <laughs> yeah. so did you guys you know mark had made kind of a big deal about navigation on it did did and i haven't really heard anybody that had problems did you guys run into any dead ends in the braids or was it a little more straightforward than Maybe he thought it might be. The only, the big navigation problem that we had was that first um, big trek. Actually, after um, after the Snake River, we uh, climbed up to that ridge and we made it all the way across the ridge. And then we got down, um, there's like a, a place called Pickle Pass, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. But anyway, we got mm. to Pickle Pass. And we were supposed to go then down into the valley, um, travel along the river, and then head towards um, the TA that was uh, the first bike TA, where we'd get our bikes and put yep. our bikes together and everything. And when we came off of Pickle Pass, boys, it just really confused us. And I think we kind of got sucked into a little wormhole down there. Um, and I think we were confused for like a good six hours. And it was really frustrating. Um, yeah. yeah. Which, which is, I laugh a little bit, but there's so many people that had you know, almost that exact same experience there. They would just, yeah, something would drag you just just close, but a little yeah. bit the wrong way, and it'd take a long time to, 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 to get out of it. So how do you guys, what do you do when you, that happens? I mean, I know you're not navigating, but maybe mm-hmm. it might be more. In, you're watching them, so how does your how does your team figure that out and and get the hell out of there? <laughs> um, well, we 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 kind of we kind of first started with a strategy of well, we think it's in this direction. Let's go, and then we were like, no, 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 we can't just go because we're lost. <laughs> we'll make ourselves more yeah. lost. So then we were like, well, let's try to take a bearing or, uh, you know, I don't know. We were kind of going across. I was all for just going. I was like, ah, we'll find something. Let's just go. <laughs> but <laughs> my, team, my team was not for that one. <laughs> then they tried to um, do the whole bearing thing, which I'm not, I'm not very familiar with, where they'd like try to take angles or something from the mountains and try to match it up with the map or I don't know. I don't know. I yeah. probably just making up yeah. stuff here at the moment. And then, <laughs> well, um, triangulate. <laughs> Triangulate, that's what it yeah. was. That's what they're trying to do. I knew there's a word for it. <laughs> um, I've, then, I've, I've talked to enough guys. I know what they're, I know the words. <laughs> oh, good. And then finally, we just came out. I was like, look, we have to go back to the last known point. We have no clue where we're at. We have to go back to Pickle Pass. We knew where we were when we were going to Pickle Pass. So, so yeah, we all agreed. Let's do that. So um, that's what we started doing, and then we came across a trail, and we we're like, "Oh, well, let's try this trail." So we kind of just derailed our own idea of going back to the last known position. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so we're just taking this trail, and we're like, you know, oh, it's the wrong way, and all this kind of stuff. And then we suddenly see a sign on the the trail, <laughs> and our navigator Doug's like, "Oh, I know where we're at now." 
<laughs> and of course we had backtracked a bunch and gone around in circles a bunch. So we, but that, that saved us and we figured out how to get to where we wanted to go from there. But it, it took a long time. How, how far off were you when he figured out when he said, Oh, I know where we are. Uh, um, <laughs> how far? I want to say like three or four kilometers, maybe. Maybe uh, not that far, but but yeah, it was a, it was it was a waste. I mean, we were like I said, it was like we're. I called it. I think in one of my write-ups, I called it the Pickle Pass Massacre because we saw uh, several other teams down there all confused, <laughs> wandering <yeah>. around. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was a rough one. Well, I that that's where everybody had problems. So. I mean that's yeah. you know you want you want that I think you want that a little bit you want to be a lost a little bit it makes for a better story and yeah six hours six hours is about the right amount of time to be lost for a good story you think so because after I that it's well after the, it's it's long enough to be good but it's not all day it's not twenty four hours. <laughs> I thought it was a little long. I would have been okay with two hours being lost, <laughs> but six hours. Okay. That was really rough. <laughs> so, um, okay, here's my question. Did you guys get to do shots of whiskey? We did, yeah. Um, Yay. <laughs> yeah, because we, did, we didn't, that second big trek, um, we didn't do. Mm. We, we knew that we weren't going to make the cutoff, so we rode to um, South Pass, and that's where uh-huh. the whiskey was, okay. I think. So we rode our bikes there and then had some whiskey, took a nap, got up and started moving on again. <laughs> so, well, if you like that part, um, when I was talking with Walker Higgins about mm-hmm. the new Old South, mm-hmm. I, I, think I, I think I convinced him to have a, uh, a, a moonshine shot somewhere in the course. Oh, good. And I did listen to that one. I did listen to Walker's interview. So. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Good. I'm, I'm taking credit. Um, how did you guys deal with the bike? Like, when you first saw that you were going to go, like, what is 8,000 miles on a bicycle? <laughs> how did <laughs> – I mean, did you – what did you say when you saw that? And then how did that um, match – what happened? Well, I said, hmm, I should have done more ride training on my bike is what I said initially. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But actually, it wasn't too bad. Um, I think the hardest part for me is, so um, I was the the only female on the team, so I'm just not as fast as the guys on the bike. I'm just not as fast. And uh, then there was one point when um, we were going across the basin and the wind, I mean, I really felt like I was going backwards at times. Um, So I think that was, the wind was the hardest thing for me. Um, Because, yeah, because I felt like I was not moving anywhere at all. Um, But I don't know, we, I'm trying to remember now. I I have a tendency to to block out a lot of the really bad stuff. (laughs) Um, I think that's <laughs> what keeps you going. I think I did get pretty saddle sore, but I don't exactly remember anymore. It kind of went away, but I think I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's probably for the better. Some, not remembering some things is okay. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. It is better. Because then you go back for more. You're yeah. like, that was awesome. I'm doing it again. I forgot about how yeah. the miserable moment. Yeah. <laughs> In sort of that vein, how long, how long after you finish a race does it take you to say, "Yep, that was fun. Let's do another one." Uh, it doesn't take me very long at all. I think I, I think I have a very short memory when it comes to misery. Um, I just like <laughs> dump it immediately, and I'm yeah. like, "All right, let's do it again." I don't know because I think that the idea of just finishing a race like that outweighs all of my. My my pain. I guess I I don't know. I haven't reached the point where I'm like, all right. I think I'm I think I'm done for a while. I haven't reached that point. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I yeah. I think most most racers are like 
you know, don't ask them 30 minutes after they finish, but maybe yeah. in an hour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No. I, um, yeah. yeah. So did you guys... Did you get weather on the last paddle? Well, it seemed like a lot of people uh-huh. did, but we we didn't do the last paddle either. Um, okay. Yeah, we got to the, we when we got to that point, we were so far behind. I think they were trucking us around, so we we had a ride okay. around. But we did get weather going up the last mountain. What was that, Casper Mountain? No, Casper Mountain. Um, so. Yeah. Um, the, the thing was, is though we reached the top and then the rain started coming down. So we didn't have to deal with the teams behind us that were coming up. They had mud caked all yeah. over their bikes. And I know there was one team yeah. that went back down again and rode around the mountain and went up the paved side, right? Yeah. Oh, there's probably yeah. a half a dozen. Maybe. Oh, really? There yeah. Quite a few, actually, when you when you start talking to people. That was, I mean, it, it really was the only decision. Yeah. So. <laughs> exactly. But, we were lucky. Yeah. We got up to the top. It started raining, and so we rode down in the rain. Yeah. 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 At least, at least you could ride it. Mm-hmm. Um. Six days adventure racing. When you get done, what? What was hardest to catch up on? Sleep or food? Um. I think food. I think food was because the we we slept about three hours. Each night, I think there was one night we accidentally overslept and slept four. But <laughs> yeah. and I felt like that that, um, that then when I had to um, when the race was done and I was sleeping, I just did an eight hour. I think I did eight hour night, maybe nine hours, and I was I felt pretty good. So I think that yeah. that three hours a night kind of saved me from being completely in a deficit. Yeah, and, and it's interesting because it's. There's there's no um, it's kind of half and half. Some people are like, oh, it took me forever to get, you know, caught up in sleep, and, and mm-hmm. some it's food. So, I yeah, think, you know, for me it was sleep, but then hmm. I I <laughs> I had a lot more chances to eat than than racers do. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, even, even though you could only go to the drive-through at the McDonald's, but <laughs> so, but it was. I mean, for me, it was probably a week after I got home that I finally felt like I could. I don't need a nap. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, um, I was definitely yeah. tired, but I think I was but, not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Was it more? <laughs> was it tired or sleepy? Because there's, you know, a big difference. Um, I don't. I yeah, I don't recall it being sleepy. It's just, just yeah. kind of like it. Like I would want to go for a run and my body was just like uh-uh, it's not going to happen yeah. for a while yeah that makes sense do you um, feel that now that you've done a six day expedition like that that not that it's going to be easier but it's kind of going to be easier next time like do you think your body's changed a little bit with that effort yes I do think my body's changed. Um, I, yes, I, I do think it will be not easier, but easier, <laughs> like you said. Yeah. Because um, I, I now know I can do it. I now know what to expect. And, um, and yeah, I mean, so after doing the two expedition races in 2017, mm-hmm. when, I did, um, when I did the USARA um, championship, and it, that's yeah. only a 30-hour race, it was so much easier. I mean, it was. I was. I was amazed at how I'm like, boy, this is like a drop in the bucket compared to four days or six days. So yes, I did think yeah. it'd be easier <laughs> if that's possible. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you remember you just said when I did thirty hours, it was nothing. So right. You've, you you've moved to the you've moved to that side of the the equation. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I for years I thought there's no way I'm going to do an expedition race. That is crazy. <laughs> now what, I want to do more. What changed your mind? Yeah, what changed your mind last year then? Um, well, when Sean and Dallas announced that they were they were doing a four day race, um, my initial thought was 
yeah, you can have it. I'm not doing that. But <laughs> then the, all the hype around it, just I was like, well, maybe I should try it. It'll be a new challenge. I've never gone that long before, you know. And then I had a group of friends want to want to do it, and they asked me to be part of their team. And so I was like, oh, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it, maybe it was peer so. pressure. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever it takes, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm very glad yeah. I did, and I loved. I found how much I loved it. So, all right, sort of maybe one more question, and then we're then we're going to move on to the new race. But oh, okay, cool. What's what do you um what do you have scheduled for 2018 for races? Um, not not a lot. Um, let's see here. Yeah, not too much because I'm trying to focus on 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 putting on some races, so I don't have a yeah. lot. Um, I'm definitely going to do the the uh, championship race again um, with Chick Points. We've got that mm. underway, and I'd like to do the Fig, which is a 12 hour race. That um, oh oh yeah. Let me finish with the fig, and I'll tell you I, what I do have planned. Yeah. I just remembered. <laughs> but the, the fig is a 12-hour race, and it's in Red River Gorge, Kentucky. And it's it's it actually was the very first adventure race I ever did. And so it's uh, it's just one of my favorites just because it's beautiful out there. And, it's you know, I've done it almost every year since 2009. So, um, yeah. so that race. But I forgot. I am doing Untamed New England. <laughs> ah. Just this little race, yeah. yeah. Little little sort of has been race trying to make a comeback. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I've never done um, any of their races. So I was uh, so so the team that I was with for um, the breakdown expedition race, we enjoyed it. So much that we were like, oh, when can we do our next one? And, and that was the next one to come up that we could do was the Untamed, so, and so we're looking forward to doing that. Yeah, it's um, well, mm. it's got to be a great race, right? If I'm going to be there. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I um, is it a little bit too fawning to say I, I Grant puts on. The, Grant's races were such a good at, um, introduction to me because they were kind of mm-hmm. some of the first races I did, and oh. just, they just do a good, great thing, and they're always cool. And cool. there'll be at least one section that you will be cursing the name Grant Killian. So. <laughs> Excellent, I like to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I have been yeah, warned about good. the black flies or, or mosquitoes or something like that. I have been warned about that. So, <laughs> and I, my trick, I've done a couple of things. I think I used the the Skin So Soft one year. Okay, and, you know for mm-hmm. which. Like I would loan it out and immediately would stop. But the other thing that always worked good for me is the bug bands. The, the you know, the- like the yeah. And I would what honestly what I'd do is I'd put like one on each wrist, one on each ankle, oh. hang a couple off a pack, and you know they're usually good for a couple of days. They don't wash off. So oh. there, there's my tip. Okay, good, good tip. I like yeah. that. Anything yeah. that'll help. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, cool. Yeah, you'll enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, I, I think right, I will. So, I am looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So, tell me about your race that you're putting together in in great detail. <laughs> in great detail. <laughs> um. So, uh, so I decided to move back to Colorado because I actually um, lived in the Midwest for 22 years. And I decided to move back to Colorado to be near my parents. And I was, I was, um, I don't know exactly how the conversation came about, but anyway, I was lamenting that there's not not a lot of races in Colorado that I was aware of. And I thought, well, you know, maybe I should do some of my own. And Sean from 361 was like, hey, 
I like that idea, you know. So so we kind of started discussing it and decided that I could um, kind of partner up with them to put on, to just, yeah, put on a race out there in, in Colorado. And um, so um, so he was like, what about a 48-hour race? And I was like, sure, why not jump in feet first in the deep end? <laughs> Let's do it. Why not? That's right. Yep. So, um so I decided to, to, I was looking into Pike National Forest and, um, that's how I kind of came up with the name of Pike's predicament because, uh, Zebulon Pike was the explorer, I guess, in the early 1800s. And he kind of, as they were exploring, they went a little too far south and got captured by the Spanish. So I was like, oh, he got it. He, his navigation was a little off and he got himself captured. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so that's kind of, yeah. um, that's, probably inaccurate history and there's but that's how i read it <laughs> so works for me yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah so we've got pike's predicament um 48 hour adventure race um and it's turning it's gonna be a beautiful course i mean i'm i go out there and i'm like oh this is awesome <laughs> you know? so so uh, anyway if you're looking for beauty i'm gonna have it and then as i said um, to Sean and Dallas, you know, it's going to have all the challenges of um, being in the Rocky Mountains. I mean, you know, uh, it's not near the Continental Divide, so we're not getting super high, but we'll be up to 10,000 feet in some areas. Um, and so you're going to have some altitude. Um, you're going to have some beautiful views, and it's going to be it's going to be challenging. There's going to be some good good climbs. <laughs> Do you? Um, so it's mid May. Yes, it's mid-May. Um, yeah. We felt like that was the best time to kind of pull that off. Yeah. Gonna gonna get any <laughs> snow? Um, <laughs> so. Potentially. Certainly um, yeah. it could be, you know, right around freezing at night. I mean, it might not be, but it, mm. it, it could be. And then um, during the day, you could could have a cold day or it could be up to in the 60s yeah. you know uh it's anything and it, anything can happen in may really yes um, exactly and, and there could potentially be snow um a lot of times i think they get the spring snow in april but uh we'll see there might be something exciting i mean i remember growing up as a kid there would be sometimes we get snow on june 1st so it's 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 possible yeah <laughs> it, it is, but probably not a lot of. You're not going to be high enough that people not going to need to bring their snowshoes. <laughs> I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Good. That's a good. <laughs> yeah. Well, and if they do, they do. Then they do. That's right. Strap them onto the pack. Who knows? You might need them. <laughs> you know, I've heard a lot of people lament the fact that there's they miss some of the winter races in in Europe. I, I'm not sure there's ever been any winter adventure races, especially expedition race in the U.S. But there mm-hmm. used to be several in in the the northern Europe that people really love. So, you know, maybe people like a little snow. Yeah, maybe need um, to make that happen. Maybe we need to make that happen. And <laughs> and you know what? You should have rollerblading. <laughs> rollerblading, huh? <laughs> or I not? I, I, I don't know how well you can rollerblade on gravel. <laughs> well, yeah, you know that's that's old school. <laughs> yeah, no, I I can't rollerblade. Last time I did that, it was a it was a disaster. Yeah, so. well, fortunately, they went away about ten years ago. After you know, the, the Adventure Extreme used to have a race in Breckenridge. And they made you rollerblade down the Vale Pass bike path. Oh, that would be yeah. horrible. Actually, the last time I rollerbladed was in Vale, and it was not yeah. good. So that yeah. would be that would be very bad for me. Huh. Yes. And, <laughs> and this and was an expedition Paul, race? No, they would, oh. they would do 12 and 24 hours. But mm-hmm. as Paulette probably won't listen to this, but she can tell the story of... Uh, Sitting down at 30 miles an hour, should we say, <laughs> on rollerblades? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no. I am not brave on wheels, not, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
have you um, what's what's the interest in the in Pike's predicament? Even though it's kind of early yet, but actually it's only like five months away. You got a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, did you say what's the interest? Is that what you said? Yeah. What? Yeah. Are you know people? You know, thinking, yeah. Oh, yeah, the early season that might be cool. There, there yeah. has been um, a fair amount of interest. I think um, I was cool. actually just in a at a small race in Indiana last weekend. And I had several people come up to me and say, oh, we're really interested in doing that, and we want to go out to Colorado. And then there's some, you know, even some folks in Colorado that I've um, spoken to that are interested in, in the race. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know we've had many people sign up yet, but I've, I've heard yeah. of interest. <laughs> so, well, that's so, cool. you know, keep them coming. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, it's, it's – um... I, I think it's just another sign. I mean, there's there's a fair amount of new races this year, and and actually mm-hmm. some races race series that are coming back. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking look looking good for the sport. Yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. Well, um, and I'm I'm really happy that you know Mark Latanzi started up the Adventure Racing Cooperative because yeah. um, I, I just love that idea that we're going to try to make this sport more center stage and um, get people to know what when you say adventure racing they know what you mean so I'm excited about that Um, do you what do you question that I ask people what do you what would you consider a success in adventure racing what level okay it's never going to be in the Olympics but Mm -hmm. What what does it have to do to for you to consider it a success? Hmm. Um, I feel like where where you know mountain biking or um, you know trail running is is well known. People are familiar with it. I feel like if we could get adventure racing up to that point, where, where people just know of it, like oh yeah, we've got several okay. of those kind of races around or something like yeah. that. Really, I'd like more people to be actually participate in it because I think people would love yeah. it. But, um, um, but yeah, just kind of just people being familiar maybe would be uh, the success. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you know, I, my my thought is is if the top type top five teams in America could have sponsors that they didn't mm. have to pay everything. Mm. Yeah. They're not going to get paid. I don't think an adventure race team in America is ever going to get paid to race. No, no. <laughs> and, and the other thing is for people, when you tell your coworker that did an adventure race, and they're like, oh, is that one of those mud runs? Yeah, yeah. I agree. Don't get it confused with yeah. a Spartan race or a mud run or any of that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. So, and and but, then also, you know, you can have a, a conversation around the water cooler and be like, "Yeah, Seagate did really well this year in the world championship, or whatever." You know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's maybe a little bit, you know, a little bit far out yet, but uh, <laughs> well, you got to set your goals high. Yeah. No, I so, think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think one thing that's that help will help the sport, and I know we're working on this. Is um, people and being able, everyone being able to watch the sport with the tractor. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's big, and then also um, um, the social media of being to sh- able to show people as they come through certain areas. You know, posting on Facebook yeah. or you know whatever. I think making it so that the uh, spectators. So the spectators can really see what's yeah. going on is going to help. Yeah, and and from my point of view, the the technology is starting is getting cl- a lot closer. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about doing live. Well, okay, last yeah, the last Untamed New England, which is f- four years ago or whenever, we did we did a live um, press conference basically little and. Joel and I spent like three hours trying to get stuff working, cameras hooked up, and mm. and now it's like 
iPhone, and if you're really uptown, iPhone on a gimbal. Yeah. <laughs> so. so. Yeah, it's, that's true. It, 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 the technology is starting to help with with that. So, um, yeah. Well, it's 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 fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Yeah. I think it's definitely the technology is getting there. And um, it, it, I mean, I just when I do when I did the Cowboy Tough, and um, and mm-hmm. just hearing later all the how um, family members were all. Talking to each other and being like, "Oh no, did you see them do this? Did you see them do that?" You know, they had so much fun <laughs> watching us yep. get lost yep. and, and everything else. Yeah. That, um, so. that, yeah, I think that we really need to put a lot of effort into the spectators so they can because people enjoy, it. they love it, they love watching it. The like, dot watching is a thing. Yeah, it is. So. It's, it's real um, TV. <laughs> yeah, right. not like not reality TV. It's real TV, right? And we don't. Exactly. I don't think I've ever asked anybody to do anything over in a race because they'd probably just laugh at me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, can you go back there and come this way again? Can yeah, you, exactly. Like, walk beside each other. So, and there's times. Trust me, there are times that I've been waiting. You know, you wait for a team to come out of a transition, and you want to get a nice shot or something like with all of them walking, you know, together. And inevitably, they're either right behind each other, or three of them leave, and one of them's thirty seconds later. And mm-hmm. So, so yeah. people that are listening, when you leaving someplace, walk next to each other for a little bit so we can get a cool picture. <laughs> That's right. We do need to have we do need to have these kind of tips for the racers. Like, okay, this is yeah. how you have a good photo moment. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And if you're really lucky, we'll shoot video and we'll put it in slow motion, and and you'll just look badass. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we said mid May, but what are the actual dates of the race? Um, it's May 18th through the 20th. Um, and that's a Friday through Sunday. Um, the race actually starts at noon. So I think, um, like check-in will be earlier in the day. And, um, um, we've got a camp, a, a group campground there where people can come and camp for free. It's part of the registration if they want to, um, hook up with that. And then, mm-hmm. A little, a nice little. Um, we are going to have a little meal afterwards, um, after the race at at noon on Sunday, so people get fed. I listened to what Walker said about, um, you know, it's going to be a, this great hotel and it's going to have great food, and I was like, yeah, well, have the campground. <laughs> well, I would guess there's just as many people that would love some good hot dogs and brats and all that in a campground is as a fancy hotel so right you're cool. no, I, it's cool <laughs> yeah. yeah so um okay and you're gonna send me links for everything so we'll put them in the show notes so people can find everything and um that'd be awesome yeah i'll do that just and, and people remember if you don't go to pike's predicament this year in 20 years from now, you won't be able to say, I've done all 20 of these. That's right. That's so true. You are an awesome promoter. Thank you. <laughs> well, I do what I do. So, so All right. Cool. Well, so. I'm going to say goodbye, and then I'm going to dig, and hopefully I find the first half. And if not, then, okay. all, then they won't get to hear about archaeology. If you people didn't, if if I didn't find the first half, you guys missed this. Jess explained everything, everything <laughs> that was wrong about all the Indiana Jones movies. <laughs> so, That's right. <laughs> so, well, this has been you. fun. Thank you. Yes, it has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. And uh, anytime, anytime you want to chat again, I'll be happy to chat. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, I have people on more than once, so we'll uh, yeah. 
we'll keep in touch. Okay, sounds great. Thank you, Randy. Have a good night. All right. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Bye.